0: Welcome to the Connect2 Marriage Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore Finances can be scary to some of us As it sounds like you have to be a math whiz or professionally trained to get it right But is that necessarily the case? Hello and welcome to the Connect To Marriage Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect To Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, and money. That's today's discussion, the art and science of managing family finances. We hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us as we grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage together with you. And so today we'll explore some of the common pitfalls and mistakes that couples make in money management and we have back with us Bernard and Claire since uh, they've been married in 2008 and I understand that this was after you know over 10 years of actually being in the same community but never noticing each other until much later. But uh, their love story has now produced two children, aged seven and nine. And Bernard is co-founder of a very successful business uh, in the beauty industry. And Claire is an educator and uh, runs her own private uh, educational institution. So welcome back to the both of you.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today, we did talk last week about money habits, um, the values that underlie these um, money habits, the need to uh, spend within our means, to understand and talk about money in marriage. And today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the topic. I I think I mentioned at the last episode that money is actually uh, one of the top three issues that couples Mm -hmm. face and have conflict over. And it can, in fact, break uh, a marriage apart. So today we want to look at what are the common mistakes that couples make in managing money and um, get both of you to weigh in on that. Um, perhaps we can just uh, hear from you like you know were there any actually things that you regret <laughs> having done in your marriage regards to money?
1: Okay uh, so like I shared in the previous podcast I, I handle the bigger items and that include investment right? So when we were starting up marriage, the role of investing, the savings uh, falls on my shoulder. So being young at a point in time may be uh, a little bit more restaking, <laughs> right? I, I got into some stocks uh, in on Singapore Stock Exchange. There were many China-listed companies on mm. the uh, Singapore Stock Exchange back then. Uh, and unfortunately uh, many of them folded and and that actually caused a loss of the savings so I had to like come back to uh, and let Claire know so sorry uh, uh, those savings that we have was burnt she didn't blame me. She said, uh, don't worry, we, we can still build up again. Thank God for her, you know. And that gave me courage. Like. <laughs> but that also refined my uh, investment, right? So I become more prudent, right?
0: That was going through your mind. <laughs> yeah, so I actually
2: know about it because I'm usually the one who opens up the letterbox, got the notice of his uh, portfolio and how it, they are performing. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. so actually you knew beforehand? Uh, Before he told me? Oh, yeah. okay. Was that, was that why you were so
2: calm? I <laughs> <laughs> can't really recall. But uh, yeah, I mean, being one means have to support his decision and, of course, pray that he will learn from his lesson. <laughs> Maybe uh, it comes with age, but I'm a bit more uh, risk averse now. Um,
1: yeah. In, in so terms of investment, hence, mm. uh, you know, we, we go for more stable stuff like, mm. you know, fixed D, bonds, and properties. Oh. Okay,
0: the risk appetite is.
1: Uh, is different, <laughs> different. <laughs> i mean different yeah i wouldn't say small but different yeah
0: wow but i'm quite sure that this can be quite a common occurrence in couples where one party perhaps has done something with the money mm-hmm. <laughs> and has disappointed the other party uh, takes a lot of i would assume uh, apart from the ability to confess <laughs> and be open about the mistake also the humility i guess to extend forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. uh, Claire, as you said, the approach is to remember that we are one. So it sounds like with that giving of the responsibility to Bernard, okay, Mm -hmm. you're entrusted to manage our investments. It also comes with when it fails or when something happens, he doesn't get his neck chopped. (laughs) (laughs) I trust that you make
2: a wise decision with whatever information is available at that point in time. Yeah, so usually he will read up and then um, share with me, you know, um, these are the things that I'm going to put the money into. Uh, is it okay? Yeah, usually i would say, okay, please go
0: ahead. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so I mean, at least like you let her know even if she doesn't really...
1: Yeah, that's right. Your... I mean, so we, we talk about it. But of course, you know, when we were younger, we were... I mean, at least for, I, I speak for myself. When I was in my 20s, early 30s, right? I tend to be bolder in my investments. La. Mm, yeah. Mm. But now, of course, you know, after lessons learned, not one lesson, but lessons learned, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I decide to, mm, let's be more, you know, prudent.
0: But each time when, you know, you make a mistake with regards to like investing money, you actually would tell Claire. I would tell her. Because I think one of the common mistakes that many couples have is... to hide it. Yeah.
1: Uh, so if you decide to hide it, right? If you go back to the earlier podcast, then it will be very difficult in moving forward, right? Because uh, you're carrying some baggages and you don't want the other party to know. So That's since true. day one, we, we always believe in let's be open and let's build trust. That's important. Yeah, wow. We are one team, right? One family, one account.
0: Okay, yeah. so if there are listeners out there and it's already been a while <laughs> you, have, you have been keeping money secrets from your spouse, uh, well, take Bernard's line. So... We are one, yes. right? Bernard and Claire, you've been saying that we are one. It's our money. Yeah, we
1: win as a team, we lose as a team, right? I mean, like my favorite team recently lost very poorly, right? I mean, okay. 7 <laughs> 0. You know which team is that? Yeah, I mean, but there's still one team. Yeah, life goes on. They will they recover and do better.
0: Okay, so <laughs> for the men out there, I hope you understand this analogy <laughs> loyalty to your team. It's a sports team. You should have even greater loyalty to your wife. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to ask about another common mistake that couples make, and that is when perhaps they overcommit in terms of their financial obligations. Uh, it could be that maybe they started off already in marriage with a debt uh, coming in from, I don't know, maybe student loans or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any like maybe practical things that couples can do to resolve this?
1: Thankfully, we are not in that situation. We don't have debts that are too big that we are burdened by. You know, if you refer back to the earlier podcast, we try to always live within our means and be contented um. with what we have. I mean, if you are in the situation whereby you are, you are catching up on the debt, I think you likewise have to work with your spouse and uh, come up with a debt repayment plan. I think you need to like maybe uh, short term sacrifice a lot of leashes in life. Prioritise clearing debts first if you are in that situation.
0: Would you advise that? I mean, if it's the husband's problem, for example, and it's the husband's debt that the husband settles it?
1: Oh no, I don't. Because remember, we always advocate one team, right? Hence, right, when we were preparing to get married, our PMC, premarital counsellor, highly suggests us to have one account. And that's like one good advice that we took from him, right? Because if you have different accounts, then you become very cow right? I mean, very, uh, you know, nitpicking and mm, calculated,
0: like, calculative.
1: Yeah. Like I shared earlier podcast, the three models that you can adopt, right? One is a percentage model. So mm. from your individual salary, you put in a certain percentage into this combined account. Mm. Uh, second model is that you put in a equal sum. Mm model which what we are using is combine everything and have one account and so if you take our approach it would really help in all situations actually because let's say assuming right if you go on a second approach you put in an equal sum what if one party loses his job unfortunately due to no fault of his right i mean companies may be retrenching and then suddenly your partner loses his job and unable to find a similar paying job for a long period of time then the stress will be on him, right? That, hey, you're not contributing to a common pot.
0: I agree with you. My husband and I also (laughs) practice this. Wonderful. Everything you have is mine. Everything (laughs) I have is yours. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) Um, I think one of the reasons why couples, you know, tend to keep money secrets is if they do manage their finances separately, it actually becomes easier to keep that. your spouse
1: but it causes small problems in the long run at least uh, how we observe you know it happens to other people
0: okay so actually from your because i do know that both of you also uh, help other families and other couples Um, this is something that has worked for you and you've seen
1: we highly recommend the model (laughs) that we adopt yeah combine combine Mm.
0: what does that take for maybe a couple who's been already married for um, a number of years and they haven't been on this system
1: Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash c2marriageprep for more information today. Trust. <laughs> Trust, yes. right? It
2: still can be done no matter uh, at which point of time you are at right now. It takes a lot of courage. But uh, Mm. I guess putting it all in together into a common pool will help align your values, your goals as a family, Mm. mm, as a couple.
0: So what would be some key principles when it comes to money management that will at least drive the behaviour that couples should have in managing their finances as one?
1: One of the things that at the early start of marriage that get me a little bit upset, for example, Claire is responsible for paying off the credit card bills. Mm And it it slipped off her mind. Then, after I look at the view, how come there is like late for one month? Hey, there's an interest. I'll get very upset. Because to me, right, having a good credit score is like the Mm -hmm. most important thing. So it occurs one time and I got upset and then she learned from it. (laughs) So, ever since then, uh, uh, records have been beautiful. Yeah, I I take pride in paying off my bills every month. No overdue bills.
0: Okay, but that was because Claire responded well to that. (laughs) Scolding?
1: (laughs) No, not scolding. I was just upset. Yeah, so
2: we have to set a reminder in our calendar to pay off all the bills. Yeah, Yeah, because the
1: credit card do give you cashbacks and they do give you like points, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course, you take advantage of those uh, cashbacks and points, but please pay off immediately. Don't have remainders.
0: Okay, yeah. so other than budgeting, it's actually also making sure that in terms of the regular maintenance of your finances, you don't chalk up like debts no. unnecessarily. No. Yeah, because yeah, I know credit card debt is quite a big thing yes, these days. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I
1: mean, we read in the newspaper, right, that uh, the youngs uh, are chalking up quite a fair bit of credit yeah. card and they're just paying their minimum. It's really bad money principle.
0: So if there are listeners out there, I do hope if if this is you, that you get together with your spouse. Uh, As Claire mentioned, it will take some courage. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do hope that you have the courage to sit down together. Maybe, you know, have your spouse listen to this podcast again (laughs) together with you. And thereafter, sit down together with your spouse and actually talk this out. Right, bring it to open, not not keep it as a secret. I do also know that some couples think that I want to spare my spouse from the concern or the anxiety. I mean, if I'm supposed to take care of this part of finances and something went wrong, then, you know, it's just, it's my responsibility to take care of it myself.
1: It comes back to what we shared previously, right? I mean, if you have only one account and uh, it's one family, we settle together.
2: Settle together. Mm. It's a responsibility as
0: one.
1: Yeah, unity, right? I mean, okay. That's how so you even win if even if
0: one spouse is mainly responsible, like in the case, mm. the example you just gave, <laughs> it was basically Claire's fault.
1: Um, <laughs> she's responsible to, You yeah, know, so
2: I will call up the hotline. I say, can you please give me a waiver? Yeah,
1: please. and thankfully, the the hotline waived it lah because the credit card. It happens to be the same bank that we bank with. I mean, we have the funds, right? I mean, <laughs> right, there's no right. reason why we owe you so little, right? I mean, so
0: <laughs> so it's shared responsibility means that it's no fault of either spouse.
1: No fault, just settle it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: just settle. it. Forget about whose fault it is.
1: <laughs> but of course, then you know you please don't do it again. You yeah, <laughs> learn from your mistakes.
0: Okay, very important. Learn from your mistakes. But yeah, forget about finding out whose fault it is. Just Settle it together as a joint shared responsibility. Okay, that's great. I think just bearing responsibility when there is uh, what we call financial mismanagement or money mismanagement, uh, it's really a huge step actually to getting our finances in marriage right.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, since now that both of you are are parents, um, can I also ask like what is it that in terms of trying to transmit some of these money values to your children that you think is important that... You live it out first as a couple and you actually intentionally share it with your kids. As Christians, we pay tithe to the church. So about mm. 10% of our
2: income goes to the church. So we want to teach the children the same thing as to in honouring God. Whatever pocket money we give to them, we ask them to set aside like 10% and they um, bring it as an offering to the church. Besides that, they show us honouring our parents and our grandparents through giving as well. Even like during special occasions like birthdays, you'll prepare presents. So teaching them to honor the seniors in the family. So we hope that they'll be able to catch on with it as well.
1: That's right. And Claire actually got them to have a record, uh, like how much they spend and saving at the end of the month. And so I was like looking at my daughter very good, very diligently <laughs> keeping records.
0: <laughs> Just as an accountant, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, and guess, she yeah. you know one one evening right, she probably come see? Daddy, this is my savings. Mm. Yeah. You're like, okay, not bad. Very, very good effort. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we also teach them from from whatever they have saved to buy little gifts during special occasions like birthdays or Christmas for the family.
0: This really is a habit that couples need to have because it will, whether intentionally or unintentionally, mm-hmm. be passed on to our kids. Yeah.
1: I think this value of uh, money and saving and giving, right, uh, came from my grandma since young right she's the one who actually uh, kind of like tell me you need to put aside save, you know and i really mm-hmm. appreciate her mm-hmm. teachings
0: uh, i do need to ask you our frequently asked question sure. for today so today's podcast question is this i discovered that my spouse has racked up a huge credit card that oh we're just talking about that <laughs> that he kept secret from me and is sending us back from achieving our financial goals i'm deeply disappointed and finding it so hard to forgive and to trust him again.
1: It comes back to communication and trust, right? I believe chalking up such a big dab that kind of like set back the couple, that means also they have been spending without consulting. So one of the principles that we use, right, is uh, big ticket items, any items above $200, uh, just mention it and and discuss it. Don't buy, you know, because you like it. I mean, it's not that you can't, but you can just consult and ask and have a time and season to spend it. What can this couple do? I think what they need to do right, is to firstly talk to the financial institution, the banks, okay. and work out a debt repayment program. And there are organizations out there that may even help you to negotiate with the bank. Do seek help if mm. you need to mm. see how you can work this out.
0: Again,
2: so practical so steps to do go about with the repayment.
0: So mm. it sounds like both of you are actually advising that aside from the the relational issue and the feelings and how you feel about it, but to actually practically settle this mm, death, Yes,
1: definitely, right? I mean, else it will always be there and it may even snowball, mm. right? So I think communicate, build trust and then settle it.
0: I know many couples will probably like, struggle with the relational aspect of it that, you know, my spouse has broken trust and has failed and disappointed me. It sounds like concurrently, we go work out the pragmatic solution because there are big implications there. Yeah, yeah. it it
1: affects everything, right? It affects your credit score and then it affects the trust in the family. So while you are settling with the bank and negotiating with the bank to have a debt repayment program, you also have to uh, work out the family, the relation issue, right? Let's communicate. How can we move forward? What do you spend on? And then you work it out.
0: Thank you so much. I know both of you actually <laughs> right now financially comfortable. By God's grace, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to actually hear the secrets of how that's
1: <laughs> I think one of the things is delayed gratification, right? Like you know when we first moved to our first HDB flat that we stayed in. So one of the criteria in our checklist after viewing thirty two units is that a uh, minimal renovation needed. Minimal, right? right. Uh, it need not be the grandest renovation, the best renovation. So when we moved in, the amount we put into renovation is only five thousand uh, dollars. Fifteen years ago, back then we know of couples who are spending like thirty, forty thousand. Uh, but now we read in newspapers, people are spending like hundred thousand dollars on their renovation. That's like too much. You may not live there forever, right? Because as your family grow, your needs may evolve. So don't commit so much at the on-start. So uh, for a while, after our HTV was sold off, we were renting. We were renting uh, for about 10 years. Uh. Uh, then you may be asking, why rent when you can buy, right? Uh, we actually bought, but we bought under our separate names uh, because of the laws in Singapore, right? If you want to own uh, private assets and you can have separate names. So we actually got two condominiums that are located in the same compound, two units that we rent out. And over there, we generate rental income, uh, a very positive cash flow, uh, you know, minus of the interest and the installment payment, we have even positive balances that we saved up. Yeah, so it's only very recently uh, during Covid that we actually managed to buy another new place that is uh, very nice. La.
0: So now it's really a dream home.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean we are very grateful and thank God for his provision. Yeah, mm. so we have gotten our property that's a dream home.
0: This is really great uh, insights. Because I think oftentimes we only hear about the success stories, right? The not not the hard work that preceded the wonderful success stories yes, of, yes, yes. of how couples have made it thus far and made it successful, yeah. great, big. And I think we've perhaps society as our culture has sold us this idea that when we first start off in our marriage, already we need to have
1: all these dream home, <laughs> dream holidays, dream holidays, correct, honeymoon, dream holidays. Right? Yeah, yeah. and it sounds like,
0: well, you're in budget, honeymoon, budget, you
1: know, started small. Start simple. I mean, the journey is long. We are not looking at very short term, right? So we are always looking at long term. It's true, it's true. So one of our goal is, you know, the Bible say, right, to leave inheritance to your children's children. So that's one of our goal and also to be a blessing to the community around us
0: i hope you've really gleaned some practical insights with today's podcast if you're listening to this with your spouse today's couple challenge is to take extra five minutes at the end of this episode And share with each other, it might be painful, but share with each other a past negative experience you've had about money and what you've learned from it. Now, it could have been a a negative experience even before you got married. But um, it is important because as you've been hearing over the past two episodes with Bernard and Claire, they have been emphasizing um, the, the need to approach money as a couple, as one. Right. So share with each other a past negative experience that you've had about money and what you've learned from it. Well, thank you, Bernard and Claire. Thank you. For for just being so candid and sharing your life and your journey with money. Thank you. (laughs) And managing finances. And I, I hope it's also inspired couples what they give up today. Like mm. you mentioned if marriage is really for life yes um, it's gonna return and pay back that's right in, in a good way yes. <laughs> as they continue to you know have good money habits so we hope you've enjoyed this podcast and learned something new about managing money in your marriage and if you do know of a friend or couple who are newly married or getting married this year i'm sure you've heard <laughs> bernard and claire mentioning that actually a lot of the uh, money habits that they've learned and values and uh you know how they come through successfully in managing finances and marriage was gleaned from their uh, marriage preparation course that they Mm. attended (laughs) so do invite a friend a couple maybe it's you you know who's getting married soon Uh, check out or connect to marriage preparation workshop uh, coming up so at family.org.sg slash c2 the number two marriage prep to find out more And if you've not yet followed or subscribed to our Connect2 podcast, do do so and also share it with a friend who can also benefit from it. Until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.